Hey. Hi. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> oh no. That that was not on purpose. Um welcome back to want to talk about it. I'm Persia. I'm Loka. And we have to make a serious apology to you. Um we tried listening back to last week's episode and guys I literally got the ick like I I felt like there's a knot forming in my stomach I normally listen through the episodes to make sure that I didn't like embarrass myself on national tv but I couldn't I I couldn't even get through it it was so bad it was the worst episode that we've ever filmed and so by the time that you're hearing this episode Loka's gonna have deleted it and eventually when we recover from the secondhand embarrassment that was the firsthand embarrassment of recording that episode we're gonna come back to this topic and we'll do it better I'm sorry we've learned from our mistakes um we hope you guys can forgive us we didn't mean to we were young and immature and there, there are no excuses but like this is my excuse okay I'm a youtuber apology video right now we, just get, we just... got so caught up in the la life <laughs> and i'm telling you man la changes you, LA changes you. <laughs> no it was a really bad episode we were both in really bad moods i we think were... coming off the break like we forgot how fun it was to record and so we just like put it off and then we were all we wanted to do is sleep, and then it just wasn't. It was a tour. Episode. Yeah. And we were both exhausted, and, like, it just wasn't a, it just wasn't a good... It wasn't. It's not us. This isn't who no, we are. It, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't who we want to be. <laughs> we're trying to change. We're trying to do better. Yeah, so... This one's going to be better. We're just going to scrap the whole thing and we'll come back to it when we feel mentally, emotionally ready to talk about the trauma that was high school. But before we get into our topic today, which is something I'm really excited to talk about, actually. Same. um, Loka, how was your week? My week was good. Um, Obviously, I've been doing shows all week. Uh, and they're getting Literally better every day. every day, every day, and then twice a day on Saturdays. Um, been exhausted, been tired, but it's okay because, like, actually, one thing I've been really mad at myself for this week is my sleep schedule has been so bad. I would like I don't wake up until two o'clock, three o'clock. It's like it's bad, and it, today it was better because I had to wake up to get my mom from the airport. Or not, I didn't have to. My brother was going, but I wanted to go with him and pick up my mom. Um, but I just like I don't leave work till late, and I don't go to bed until like five or six in the morning, and then I sleep until like well, I I sleep until like eleven, but then I wake up at eleven and then I go back to sleep. It's just bad. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to fix it trying to fix it like today I went or I went to sleep around six this morning and woke up at 11 so so, yeah I've just been tired but I'm excited my birthday is this episode's going up on my birthday oh guys locus legal today i am legal today as you're listening to this I'm as you're listening she is turning 18 she's aging the law is tossing her out in the streets and won't care about her anymore yeah just kidding she'll get to vote so her voice will finally matter i'm so excited excited. loka Uh, your voice is gonna matter for the first time in your life how does that feel (laughs) it's not gonna matter (laughs) i'm still gonna whatever no but fun fact about me i i actually love my birthday even though my birthday is usually kind of mellow, it's not like an exciting day necessarily. Usually it's just like me like going to get breakfast with friends, dinner with my parents, like doing it's like it's never 
like this big deal like this big massive day but I just like my birthday like the days leading up to it get me really excited I feel like it's a common notion now to like hate your birthday and like if I don't know be embarrassed by your birthday and although I still am that way like at party or like when the attention's on me on my birthday I'm very like no it's okay we don't need to but I love my birthday so I'm excited I'm excited and this one feels again not that 18 is like such a big big deal I mean it is a big deal it's a big deal when you've been looking forward to it for a long time I'm excited which I think you have been I have been and so I'm excited it's my it might be stupid and embarrassing but I'm excited I I love my bro this is oh I could get to rant about this don't let (laughs) society tell you that you looking forward to things is embarrassing it's okay to be happy it's okay to be excited that's okay oh 18 is such a big deal it's significant it's one of the last couple significant ones low-key because there's 18 and then there's 21 and then I feel like 25 is kind of right Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say so I don't know I always imagine the five numeral ones is pretty decently big but I guess maybe I'm just me but then there's 30 and then fifty, and then a hundred. I don't want to make it to a hundred. That's really dark, and <laughs> it's not the time for that type of episode. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. Okay. Anyway, yeah, this episode, <laughs> this episode's going up on my birthday, and yeah, I'm, so that's kind of been my week has been just making it to my birthday. Oh, so yeah. I don't know I'm excited I think sometimes I have really high expectations for my birthday that they never really get like again like I said my birthday is always like a really mellow day okay no I'm gonna interrupt here this is Loka's problem okay okay really wants people to like want to celebrate her and care about celebrating her but then the second that any plans actually have to happen for people to celebrate her she wimps out because she doesn't want attention. No, I, I like the attention. I don't want people to be like, I don't need I don't, sacrifices made. I don't need like pity. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're so right. I was pity. We were, just, we were just talking about this off the phone. I don't like when people aren't having fun and like doing things just because I want them to do it. Like for my birthday, like I don't want people to be miserable and just be there because they feel like but they need to be. that's the whole thing. If somebody is going to be miserable celebrating you then I don't want them at your birthday party yeah I guess like I'm sorry but for five seconds the attention cannot be on certain people and can be on you I know especially because you won't accept any attention any other time (laughs) so just take it on a day that's literally about you yeah that's the cool thing my standards for you versus your standards for you if people aren't happy to be celebrating your birthday with you then they can leave (laughs) go go to the mall go buy your little chanel purses go live your happy life all alone go away you don't need to be here we don't need you here okay that really wasn't a rant about anyone in particular i don't know anyone our age who's buying gucci purses but my point remains and now I'm done. Okay. Well, that was my week. Persia, <laughs> how was your week? Can you cut all that out? <laughs> no. Persia's a Persia's a really good friend. Like stuff like that. That's what makes me happy to be your friend. Ew. Okay. Anyways. I'm sorry. I just you. I'm just saying that because now you like feel like you shouldn't have said it all, but just because I don't know how to respond to it doesn't mean it wasn't heartfelt and meaningful okay okay okay. that's enough that's really enough how was your week my week is good I uh have actually gotten out of bed this week and like done things with my life which was different and it took me a second to adjust back to like the normalcy of what life is supposed to be but once I adjusted I'm doing great yeah I'm still sleepy I don't know how to fix that. When I sleep too much, I'm sleepy. Yeah, same. Sleep enough, I'm sleepy. Like, I don't I don't know. There is no just right for me anymore. I'm just always sleepy. 
but that's okay because if that's the most of my problems then I'm doing pretty pretty dang well so I'm doing good. My time with my family has been really great. And both of my sisters are married and they live in different states. And um, this week, the reason that we're recording so early, actually, early for us, we're recording on a, well, now Thursday morning. Now, now Thursday morning. So now it's not, really that early. not that early. But it was Wednesday night when we started. Oh my God, Persia. What? It's Joshua Bassett's birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Josh. <laughs> oh my God, Persia. We didn't even, we didn't even say that. Nice. Persia and I got Joshua Bassett ticket. Mocha, we got ticket. My friend Rachel, we got ticket. And me are going to see Joshua Bassett in Atlanta. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Guys, <laughs> good friend alert. I wasn't waking up. Oh my God. Sorry, right, something loud started playing. Okay, anyways, I wasn't waking up the day that she was buying tickets because it was 1 p.m. and who's early that? who's awake that early but she was texting me and texting me and she was like hey can you come can you come and then in the group chat they were like okay like I'm just gonna buy her a ticket and she's like if you don't if you can't go we'll just resell it and I woke up and I was reading these texts and I was like what I was like she just bought me a ticket and now I get to go and I'm so happy I'm so excited how did I forget that no, literally, we're going to go see Josh, and I'm so excited. In April. Yeah, April. April 1st. I'm so excited. That was a real highlight this week, I would say. That was – how did I forget that? That was, like, the highlight of my week. Yeah, literally. Anyways. Sorry, keep going with how week was. I mean, I was just going to say, like, I'm leaving for – that's the reason that we recorded on Wednesday is because I'm leaving for a trip with my family – tomorrow well today and we are um my my sisters are gonna fly out and I'm gonna get to spend time with my whole family which is going to be really really nice and I'm very excited for it but other than that I'm chilling just doing my thing 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 doing my thing (laughs) doing my thing yeah anyways you want to talk about want to get into our subject yeah okay so Persia and I we talk a lot about like our similarities and our differences but I think one thing that we've always kind of agreed on is that we kind of feel like most of the time we like aren't taken seriously for both of us different reasons that we'll get into but this week we kind of just want to talk about like the importance of being taken seriously like how it's affected us when we don't feel like we're taken seriously and just all the things that go into what makes us feel like that yeah that's what yeah. for me it's like it's very much a familial thing I I've always noticed it but I've kind of always felt, and this might be awkward if they're listening. Hey. Hey. Uh, I've always kind of felt like no matter what I do, no matter what I say, my family will always just see me as the 10-year-old. And it's really, that's a that's a really hard narrative to get out of. Like the younger, the youngest sibling, youngest sister, youngest child, like that's a really hard role to kind of grow out of. My middle brother, me and him aren't far in age, but me and my oldest brother were almost eight years. And so by the time when, I mean, when he, when we lived, when he lived in the house with us, I was annoying. Like I was so young and I was a tattletale. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, but I don't know if the recording will pick it up. Okay. Well, anyway, um, but what was I saying? Right. You. <laughs> sorry um look as popular tonight you used to be annoying is what yeah so (laughs) it was just I mean that's just how I was I was trying to get attention when I was little like typical and so by the time that I kind of became like I learned you know how to be a little bit more mature and I got older like in high school by that time like my brother didn't know me and so now 
I feel like it's kind of hard to make up that time yeah where he kind of saw me change and so it's kind of like I'm stuck yeah where I'm at and it sucks and it's hard to it's hard it like I said it's hard to make up that time and it's hard when people have just like this narrative of who you are when you were younger and they can't get out of it for me it's very similar I there's a when it comes to family there's a 10-year age gap between my sister and me and there's an eight-year age gap between my middle sister and me so I was so young when they spent the most time with me yeah and I was again we like oh not again this high school episode will have been deleted I was really struggling with my mental health in high school so the last time that both of my sisters were in the same house as me was before senior year before I had gotten into one of the biggest years of change I'd ever experienced in my life that year changed my life I am a different person because of the things that happened in that year in some of the best ways possible But I think because my sisters missed that part of my life, sometimes I think that when my whole family is together, it is very easy for me to fall back into that. I'm the youngest. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's so easy to, to, to not see someone's change because you're so used to seeing them in the same way you used to see them. I was having a conversation with one of my friends and we were just talking and somehow this randomly came up like, I think like tropes came up and I was talking to him and I was like yeah like I don't know I like I think the whole falling in love with your best friend thing is sweet like I I could like it would just be interesting and I was like what do you think about it and he's like no like I don't know that I could ever be with someone who knew me when I was younger and I was like why and he was like oh because I think people hold me to a lot of what I did when I didn't know better and I'm a completely different person now, but no matter how hard I try to change that, people always refer to this one idea of of who I used to be. And that really hit me because, well, first of all, I was one of the people that was doing that. So I fixed that. I fixed that right up. One of the things that happened that year, year of change. But another thing was I realized that that I think is where, where I'm at. I think that sometimes with people in my life who don't, actually know me who don't know me as a person who don't who doesn't don't don't know my story it's very easy for people to see me in the few moments of identity they saw me as before everybody who knew me when I was living in Georgia in like elementary school or whatever they still have these images of me as a like annoying super sensitive child who would like tattletale all this stuff like they still see me like that so every interaction that I have with them they always treat me like I'm four years old I'm like do you not see that I'm very much not the same person that I was why is it that you are allowed to grow but I'm not no 100% people who saw me in high school I am a shell of who I was in freshman year and sophomore year because I was struggling mentally so badly. You're not who you are when you're struggling. And yet some of that standard of who I was still carries on into how people see me now. It's very frustrating when you are trying so hard to outgrow who you were, but people you care about only see you in that little bubble that you're trying so hard to shed. What do you do? How do you fix the way people see you? You know? Yeah. I I feel like it's it's a common – and going back to, like, my birthday, I, I feel like that's kind of the reason I'm excited to be 18 is because now it's, like, again, not that it really matters. It's just a legal thing. But, like, I'm 18. I'm an adult now, technically. And so part of me is kind of hoping, like – I guess I guess part of me is kind of hoping it'll it'll mean something in terms to other people in my life. Like I'll get these taken seriously a little bit more. It probably won't. But just like the idea, I remember I remember the specific moment when my brother. It was during COVID when I went to go stay with my brother for a month, and I 
had not really taught I hadn't seen him except for like once a year for the past few years since he had been gone to college and I remember him making a comment to me like it's so weird he was like it's so weird you're grown up like he was like it's weird that you're you're grown up yeah and I was like so people recognize (laughs) yeah it's like it's like people recognize that you aren't that person anymore but it's like they want you to be that person because they don't know how to deal with the fact that you've changed you are yeah which is really frustrating and I think this is this is gonna sound this this might make make me throw up like as an artist like a person who makes music and stuff like that that's another thing that it's really hard because none of like the topics in my life or like songs I write in my life are ever taken seriously by anyone because it's they see me as that like little 10 year old who you know worries about Barbie dolls and crap like that but Barbie dolls yeah that's what I worry about (laughs) I don't know I don't like it doesn't make any sense but it does make sense going back to this is this is kind of an issue that's been brought up more recently in my life is I'm very private with my family about like the romantic side of my life and my relationships and so what I was talking about the other episode with that with that guy for the whole year like I did not tell my parents or my brothers about it at all because I've it's been proven time and time again that like me in relationships and me in this scenario and this scenario and this scenario it's never taken seriously it's seen as a very childish and immature thing and so it makes me feel like I can't bring up things that I'm struggling with or or just things that are going on in my life that make me happy because it's seen as this like little high school immature thing you know yeah Yeah, so that's that's pretty hard (laughs) but also here's my issue with that logic if you invalidate a person who is going through any experience at any age you are building a mentality in them that their feelings and their emotions in that moment in time are less valid because you've gone through more and the problem with that is that it does something to a person to start believing that your emotions are less valid because your situation is maybe not as serious as somebody else's. To believe that your feelings are childish or that they're not valid because it's your first time experiencing it. Yeah. What that actually does is, A, it pushes people away from being able to talk to you. The people that feel comfortable enough talking to you this one time won't feel comfortable talking to you about it again because, oh, I don't feel safe talking to this person about anything. But then little things build up and it builds into a mentality of, wow, I don't feel like I can feel like this for this and this and this and this reason and their feelings are more important than mine. I have firsthand seen that happen to me and that happened to Loka, not to speak for her, but I'm going to speak for her. We both are the type of people that automatically don't believe our feelings are valid just because someone else's is more important to us than our own feelings when in reality there is never a season of life where your feelings should be invalidated because you feel how you feel and it's important and it matters and invalidating someone else's feelings is invalidating them you are not allowed to feel this and this in this way because you're young yeah the things that happen to you and the way that you're treated when you're young it does affect you when you get older. It is things that you have to work over. Now I'm finally, finally, <laughs> literally, what, eight, nine years later, finally having a season of actively working on me and only me. I have not had this stage of life at any point in middle school, at any point in high school, I was not able to work on myself. Because it didn't matter as long as I was there for other people. Yeah. You can't tell me that that doesn't have any basis in the fact that 
when I was young, I was treated like I was young. And because I was young, my feelings didn't matter. I was insignificant. My situations didn't matter. There is a real spiral that effect that can tend to happen when you don't validate people. Yeah. Which is sad because when when you don't feel safe around somebody, it's so hard to fix that. Well, and one thing that I've kind of, one thing I've kind of recognized in myself is that it's made me apologize for things that haven't even happened yet a lot more frequently. Like, like during during high school, our spring musical, that we were doing spam a lot and I was the leading lady in spam a lot and I was really excited but before my parents and my family even came to see it I was like I was like don't expect too much like it's you know it's just for fun and although the root of that was that I didn't want to be embarrassed if they didn't like it it was also because I knew that no matter no matter if it if it could have been the best thing ever still I'm their youngest child performing on stage and so it's cute and it's it's never something serious, you know? Yeah. And so I found myself apologizing for things or like disregarding things before they even happen. Yeah. To save myself the pity or the patronizing. Yeah. It's, it's some, and I wish I, I wish I wasn't that way, but it makes me scared to do like putting out music. It makes me scared to do that because I know like when I put it out, people will be like, oh, yeah, it's good. But it's because they just want to say that to make me feel better because they don't want to take me seriously. Or, you know, auditioning for something, auditioning for a part. It makes me like, I just feel so small all the time Yeah. with things that I really enjoy. And it makes it hard to enjoy those things. Yeah. When I know that people that personally know me are gonna witness them you know what's been an interesting like that I feel like that makes no sense but (laughs) no 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 no. it does I what's been an interesting experience is I mean I I always refer back to the semester and the people I met I talk about them way too much but the reason I have a point in saying this the people that Loka has met the friends that she's made this semester and the friends that I've made this semester, their first instinct isn't to see me the way that people have have treated me my whole life. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that. I think about like the idea of like trying to not let your past experiences with people hold yeah. you back. Because yeah. we, like going to college and meeting new people, the beauty of that is that they have no clue who you are. And not that you need to rebrand yourself like oh I'm gonna be this completely different person it's the idea that you don't have to worry about things so much because these people don't know you and I think we've I think we've talked about that how you specifically how you you felt like it was holding you back from having real relationships with these people and it's a direct thing like I'm so used to having to prove myself I and this isn't like if you are in my life and you're listening to this, it's not one person and specifically. This is just yeah. Like, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like crapping yeah. my family. It's just something I think about a lot. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Like, guys, <laughs> one person. It's just things, situations, and things that it just kind of becomes themes. Um, the people in my life, there wasn't ever a moment in which they needed me to prove to them that I was mature that I was interesting that I was talented there wasn't a moment which I needed to I mean I I auditioned for that that's not that I had to prove (laughs) besides that like once I became a part of their lives there was never this expectation that I had to constantly prove myself and yet my old tendencies of constantly feeling like people are always almost testing me yeah I kind of constantly feel tested. Yeah. Here being home, I'm home. I not in this home, not my family. I, in this life, this alternate life that is not school. <laughs> I, it is twelve forty-five. I'm sorry, guys. I in my life here, 
I think there was a part of me that always felt like I was constantly being watched and judged and tested. I constantly felt like I had to put on this show of proving myself to people that I was mature and that I am like, I'm not a little kid. I'm not going to be this annoying little kid that tags along with you. Like my feelings are legit. I can hold good conversation. This constant feeling of needing to prove it to people because it became my natural thought process that how many times have I said to you, oh my gosh, I just feel like people see me as annoying. I just feel like people see me as immature. Like I just feel like people think of me as so young that I don't know what I'm talking about or what I'm doing. I feel like I have this need to prove who I am to you when you're not even asking for that. You know, the people in my life now, like, they don't ask me to prove myself in that way. They're just nice, normal people. I like they're not thinking of this like that. But that's what happens when you have years of feeling like less than feeling small, feeling feeling small, young, when you have years of feeling small and fearing feeling young and being made to feel like you had to prove yourself now it led into a thing of me constantly proving myself when I don't have to yeah yeah I'm also stubborn same (laughs) same yeah yeah I feel like the the weird thing about me and you is that we're really stubborn but we're also major people pleasers and so it's a weird battle in our heads because in our heads we're like we're like we know like we think we're right we're not shifting on what we think but out loud we'll be like yeah sure like if that does that make sense like well yes. we're such people pleasers but like in our heads we're so stubborn like we are so stubborn in my head I am this powerful confident person <laughs> that believes what I believe and you're never gonna change my mind you are annoying you're in the wrong out loud I will <laughs> do what it takes to keep the peace literally I it's weird the timing of it because I legit last night was talking to somebody about this proving yourself or like proving myself is such an important thing to me and I'm not really sure why but I feel like I'm always in the state of trying to prove myself because I always want more and And the reason I say the timing's funny is because it's funny we're talking about – we didn't plan to talk about this today, but it's something we both felt like needed to be talked about. (laughs) And it's funny the timing of it because I literally was just talking about it to somebody. Um, But in terms of going away from, like, my family stuff, I've been seeing it come out. Ten most dangerous cities in the U.S. Ten, Birmingham. (laughs) Nine, Kansas City. Like, I'm not – Seven, Cleveland. I'm not on anything. Five, Baltimore. Four, New Orleans. Three, Detroit. Two, Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know what's happening. You didn't want to hear the ten most dangerous cities in the U.S. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Anyway. Um, Going out of my family stuff, I've been seeing – I've been seeing the proving myself thing be an issue in my in my work, like in my job. Mm. Because I want so badly. This is her big girl job, guys. Big girl job. I want so badly to be taken seriously around the 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 place. Like I want to be the the go-to person. And I want to be the person that like people rely on for things. And I want to be like, I want to, I want to direct things. And I, I want so badly to do all of that. And it's going to come with time. I'm still new to that place, but it kind of feels like I'm in a constant state of proving myself. Yeah. My bosses or like just proving myself to my coworkers, like constantly in this state of like trying to impress people so that they'll, and not that, not, not that this goes back into like the past traumatizing you kind of. It's not even that they're making me feel like I need to. I'm just so used to having to to work so hard to earn, like, respect, I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, just – I've had to work to be taken seriously. Yeah. And it still hasn't happened. Yeah. And I'm seeing it come through in my work here. Yeah. 
where I just feel like I'm constantly trying and it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting because it makes it makes me self-conscious and it makes me worry about every little thing I say, I do, just everything. It makes me self-self-conscious, but I I'm tr- constantly trying to prove myself. So I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I well, here's the thing. So with my sisters, it is the least problem. Like it's the least amount of a problem with them now. I actually think that they they've always seen me for how I've been. I think more than most. The age difference kind of made my parents see me as extremely young, but my yeah. sisters have always been very good as at like seeing me for who I am. I think the reason that this mentality got ingrained into my head is actually because of my sister's childhood friends that I was around. Mm-hmm. They had this tendency. And again, this is something that I pick up on because I, I, I'm constantly reading situations. This is not something that I don't think anyone intended to do. But there was this constant tendency to treat me like I was their little sibling. Yeah. In a very stereotypical meaning of the, of the word of like, I am the one that just follows them around and like, I'm the bratty one. And I'm just like, I'm a child and you can like, I don't know. It almost felt frustrating to be yeah. seen as nothing more than someone else's little something. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating at the time when I actually was nothing more than their little sister. But then it continues to be a thing every single time that I have to see them at events or whatever. It's funny because all the people that I grew up with, they're the same age as me. I see the way that my sister's childhood friends treats them. And they're very good about being normal with them. But when it comes to how they treat me, it's still the same like unintentionally talking down on tone. That's one thing me and Persia cannot stand. Persia and I cannot stand to be talked down to. Don't talk to me like that. I would rather you not (laughs) talk to me than talk down to me. Yeah, don't talk down to me. Like it's one thing. Okay, there's different types of adults. There's the type of adult that is just so out of touch with how people are in our day and age that they don't know how to talk to you like you're normal. They just, it's it's just an age gap thing, okay? Those type of people who talk down to me, it's unintentional and I can handle it. That's fine. Yeah, You're fine. You're sweet. I know that you're trying. Those people, once they figure out that you can just talk to me like a normal human being, they'll talk to me like a normal human being. Okay, that's fine. Then there's the people, few rare little gems in the world who are like, oh, I'm going to start out by talking to you like you're a normal human being. If you show me that you act like a five-year-old and I need to talk to you like a five-year-old, then I'll talk to you like a five-year-old. So when people talk to me and they realize they don't need to talk to me like I'm five, they just talk to me normally. Love those people. Bless those people. Dime a dozen type people. Then... There is the people that I often encounter that try to read me before they know me. And because my natural stance in public is to be very quiet or to usually be like clinging on to somebody, I'll be standing with somebody or I'm very short. So obviously I, I, in my mind, in my mind, me looking young and me looking short, it's, it's a double connotation of like, oh, probably in high school, like type early high school, whatever. That's fine. People will try to read me and then their instinct will be to try to talk down to me. Yeah. And then even when they come to find out that you can talk to me like I'm normal, any type of age difference at all gives them justification to continue to talk down to me. Like, oh, you're a freshman in college. I remember when I started college. That was such, that's such an exciting time, you know? Like, yeah. Have you been making any friends? Like, again, a slight difference between the first person and the third. Yeah. But again, the first people are just genuinely nice. The third people are the type of people that low-key need to feel superior. Yeah. 
it's definitely a superiority superior hello superiority complex thing and that's why they feel the need to treat you like you're beneath them yeah and that gets me irritated because the way you treat me is also how you treat other people and i have no tolerance for this don't talk to anybody like you're above them because that in and of itself is a sign of immaturity. This is back to the thing that I was saying. I wouldn't consider myself mature, but I also wouldn't consider myself immature. And this is something an immature person does. Feeling the need to make it known that you think of yourself as higher than other people, it's unnecessary. Why? If you're a cool person, it'll be known that you're a cool person because you act normal. There's no need to be like this. It gets on my nerves. I could rant about this for hours so many conversations with people where I have to smile and nod smile and nod yeah I am a freshman in high school yeah this is what I need in and oh college so true good point (laughs) yeah this is what I need to bring in and yeah I hope to go to law school some that's the goal (laughs) so law school is really hard are you sure you're right yeah you're so right I didn't think about that now you're telling me law school is hard. Okay, now I'm going to shift all my plans. Thank you. I appreciate you telling me, letting me know. Like, yeah. I don't know. People just, oof, it's the stubbornness in me because I also have the same thing. I really, really, really have this need to want people to see me for how I am. See how desperately I want to be enough. See how desperately I'm willing to work. See how desperately I'm willing to earn my stuff. You don't have to treat me like, you don't have to treat me like I earned anything, but at least don't treat me like I can't. Yeah. Just give me the bare minimum of treating me decently and let me show you who I am. Because when you talk to me, you'll come to realize that I work hard. I do a lot. I put in a lot of effort into everything I do. I'm very cautious about the way that I speak and the way that I present myself. I'm not a freshman in high school. I have worked hard to get where I am. So just treat me with at least the willingness to let me prove who I am to you is all I ask. Yeah. I feel like I think part of the reason and my family, I think it just be, it just comes from me being the youngest and the only girl. And my family were all very stubborn people, so we we were unwilling to see change. But <laughs> like in terms of my friendships, I feel like from the beginning, I was the younger friend, and I was also kind of the funny friend. Not necessarily that I was like this extremely funny person. <laughs> But I was always good, kind of, good clarification. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very funny. I'm not. I'm not funny at all. Actually. You're not very pretty, and you're not very smart. Right. I'm so glad we had this talk. I'm so glad we had this talk. I, I hate Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's a different topic. That is um, a different. I think I was kind of the friend that everybody could like laugh at, and it would be okay. Like I could take it. I was kind of like the butt of the joke. I was the one that like lightened the mood if it needed to be lightened. I was, I don't know. I just feel like I've always been kind of like the weird friend. Like <laughs> quirky is a bad word to use, but I feel like I was the quirky friend, like weird, awkward. Everybody else was like more mature than me. And once I hit a point where I kind of decided that I was going to grow up a little bit and I kind of took a year and changed a little bit and I think I matured a lot and I became a lot more quiet and like junior year senior year senior year yeah I wasn't sure if the change had happened right before we met or if it was happening while we met while while we while while we met oh yeah because I think I think honestly like meeting you and meeting Lauren and getting so many new friends kind of gave me this idea like hey maybe this time around I can be the friend that's taken seriously <laughs> um 
but no I think it I think it hindered like even now I think a lot of my friends struggle to take me seriously because I've always kind of been a step behind all my friends I wasn't necessarily the one that you know got up early to do her makeup and look good for school I kind of just went to school and I didn't really care and so it made it hard for people to understand that I do struggle with the way I look and I do struggle with this just because I'm not (laughs) so desperate to fix it. I mean, I am, but let me restart or not. Let me restart. Let me, let me not say that. I, I just, I wasn't the friend that, that was trying to like put on a display for everybody. If that makes sense. Um, I kind of just was who I, I, I was who I was. And then when I hit the point where I kind of decided that I wanted people to see me in a more serious way and not take me as like the weird, awkward person, it was hard for my friends who had been there through my phase of being weird and awkward to see that I am also a, a like a person who has dreams and goals and wants to be somebody of importance. I don't know. I, I just... I think it's hard for some of my friends to think of me as as who I actually am, you know? It makes sense. I I think the biggest thing that I've been trying to come to tr- – to, this is the biggest takeaway in my mind when it comes to relationships with people during your stage of growth. If somebody is trying to change – into a better version of themselves. If somebody is trying to grow up, let them. Yeah. Let them. Let them deal with things the way they need to. Let them process things the way they need to. Let them grow. Give people room to grow and you do the work on yourself to let people grow. Now, this is not me saying if somebody has continually treated you badly, over and over and over and over and over again and they say they're going to change not what I'm talking about completely (laughs) different subject I can change him I can I can change you can't I can change him (laughs) you can't like I'm sorry you can't change him let him be move on (laughs) like walk in the other direction that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about if you are friends with somebody or you really care about somebody and they're trying to grow into a better version of themselves be there for them. Help them grow into a new stage of life. It, growing is a beautiful thing. And, and don't make them feel stupid for growing. Because I feel like a lot of times it was like kind of looked down upon that I was trying to change into a better form. It was like, like why are you trying to change who you are? You are who you are. But just because you're ne- – it's not, not, it's not necessarily intentional change sometimes. Like sometimes you just become a different person naturally. And don't make people feel stupid for that. This is, I think this is sort of related to that. If your change doesn't look like everybody else's, that doesn't make it less valid. Yeah, like who cares? For me, for me in high school, this is a good example of that. For me in high school, I was never the girl who went partying or I never drank underage. I never, like, I wasn't the, the type of girl that like was doing any of that type of stuff. Now, this is not me putting down or doing, I'm not saying anything about anything. This is just, it's not who I am. I'm not the type of person. I get very anxious in social situations. I don't like it. I had no desire to drink underage, any of that stuff. But a lot of times when I interacted with people, I was made to feel bad because I had no interest in partying or drinking because I just didn't have the desire to do that. Yeah. Your growing and changing doesn't, have to look like the stereotype version of what growing and changing in your teenage years looks like yeah. if you don't want to do something don't do it and that's okay there's no need to be made to feel bad about anything you have the choice to be who you want to be and do what you want to do and the people in your life who truly care about you who care about you for you who you are are going to give you the space you need to grow and to change. I think that's the biggest reason senior year was so transformative for us is because we finally, finally, were surrounded by people who not only let us change, but helped us through it. And wanted the best for us. And want just wanted you. Not, not necessarily. 
not necessarily wanted us to change, but wanted us to be the person of us, the version of us that we wanted to be. Instead of getting so hyper fixated on who we used to be or who we were at that current moment. For example, when I met Loka, I am nowhere near the person I was when I met her. Not in any way, shape, or form. But after talking to her, there were things that came out about the person that I wanted to be. One of those things was, what is an example of a way that I've changed? I don't know. What's something that I've done? Give me something, anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, gosh. That's, uh... Like in, terms, in terms of when you met me? Yes, when I met you. Theater, trying out for stuff. I was so scared to try out for anything. I never thought that I was good enough to try out for anything. I was always scared that my theater teacher in freshman year told me that my typecast was the little sister, which is really interesting considering some of the roles that I got. Some of them were very little sister-esque. Some of them were not little sister-esque. It's interesting. I think I was just in my head about what I could do in the theater space and what I was comfortable with was tech. It was being behind the scenes. It wasn't being on stage. I met Loka and we loved Little Woman so much and she saw me love Little Woman so much that she constantly encouraged me to audition. She constantly encouraged me to, that if I wanted to audition for a cabaret, if I wanted to audition, which cabarets are like talent shows, if I wanted to audition for that, I should audition. If I wanted to try to be a director in this class I should do it if I wanted to write a show with her we should do it like there's no reason that I shouldn't do what I want to do I shouldn't let myself stop me and that is a way that I've changed since I've met her and it was the most beautiful thing of change just because the me that she met wasn't crazy involved in theater I wasn't held to that when I wanted to change she saw that and she helped me by being there for me and and we did it we worked through it together yeah it was I mean you did you did your own solo stuff for cabaret and stuff like that but it was like if you want to audition for cabaret let's do something together yeah it wasn't like a okay you're gonna you're gonna be this person I'll watch from the sidelines it was you want to be this person what can I do to help you be that person yeah. Now, and I think this is something Persia could say about me. I don't I don't really have any examples of this with her. But it also goes the other way. Like when if I'm trying to become a person that I'm not or like wanting to be somebody that I shouldn't be. Oh, oh yeah. Helping helping a person realize that like sometimes neg- like changing just to change isn't isn't the best. So it's like also not only being there for people and helping them become the person they want to be, helping them be on the right track for the person they are. It goes back to find people who care. Find people who care. I know Loka. I can honestly say that after we're coming on two years of being friends, I can honestly say Loka is one of the people that knows me better than most of the people in my life. I'd say the same I know Loka so because of the amount of conversations that we've had about who she was who she is and who she wants to be when I see her struggling and starting to lean towards making decisions that she wouldn't normally make if she wasn't under a pressure to change or a pressure to be some type of person I'm not just gonna sit there I'm not just going to be like, yeah, change. No, Loka. No, Loka. I'm going to say, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm begging you, pull your head out of your butt and see what you're doing. Like, <laughs> there's no need to change, just to change. But I think the basic premise of what we're saying, <laughs> we tangented. We went into a tangent. Yeah. The basic premise of what we're trying to say is that when you are in a real friendship, you are going to know people not just for who they used to be, not for who you're hoping they're going to be. You know people for all of it. Mm-hmm. You're willing to accept people for their past. You're willing to help them with their future. You're willing to know their dreams and desires and goals for life enough to know that if they're becoming a person that they would have been disgusted with being, 
that made no sense, but we're going to go with it. If they're <laughs> heading down a path that they don't want to head down, I'm going to step in and call you out on it. If you need encouragement to continue to grow in a way that you've always wanted to, I'm going to help you out with it. But no matter what it is, I'm always going to treat her with respect. I'm always going to treat her like she's a valid human being who has the right to make mistakes and who has the right to make choices for herself and who has the right to live her life the way that she wants to live it. The biggest thing about all of this is that I treat her like she's my equal because she is. There's no need for there to be any type of, oh, I'm better than you in this this way. Like, I'm going to talk down to you because I'm so much older than you and you're not even legal. And oh, oh my gosh, so annoying. Just treat people with respect. It's not hard. It's really not. And I'm stubborn and that would irritate me. And so there we go. Don't irritate me. (laughs) Please. Just. So be normal. To sum it all up, it all just knew somebody at one point in their life doesn't mean they're still that person. Just because you were somebody at one point of your life doesn't mean you have to keep being that person, but it also doesn't mean that you have to change. Go live your life. Do what you want. Do what you do what you need to do for yourself. Like to each their own. I live by that. People that are forcing you to change, run the opposite direction. If you find people who won't let you change, run the opposite direction. Just run, run away, go. No need. It leads. It only leads to harm. So the basic premise of what we're saying is, find people. Find people who care. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um. Yeah. So. I think. I think Persia and I. That's just. That's one of. This topic has been something that we've bonded on a lot. It's just wanting to be taken seriously, wanting to be seen for who we are and not for the little mini-me's that we used to be. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be her. Yeah. It could never be me, but it was. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I think – that my nine, ten years ago, my nine-year-old self, I think, would be very proud of who I've become. I think. I'm very grateful for that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't think that your eight-year-old self would be proud of who you become? I don't. I don't, I don't want to get, like, deep, deep. I, I think she would be really proud of where I'm at because I think a lot of people didn't really expect me to actually move away. So I think she'd be proud that I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. She'd be proud that I'm going to school for theater, be proud that I'm working in a theater. I don't necessarily think <laughs> – oh, my God, I might cry – I don't think she'd be proud of some of the traits I have now, tendencies I have. That's a whole other topic. Hey, there's a topic idea. What would your younger self say about you? I think sometimes you look at your, where you are in life as your end all and it's not necessary. I think your eight-year-old self would realize that 10 years is a dent in the span of your life and that the amount that you've grown strongly outweighs the things you're struggling with and that you're on the path to growing in those ways yeah that's why I think she would be proud all of the stuff that you're struggling with or that the tendencies that you're not proud about first of all you're self-aware more than most people are I'm not gonna lie to you you're You're a step ahead there. Being self-aware is the first step. You're already on the path. There are certain things that I know that you're struggling with and you're not proud about that you're working on. There are things that you're still figuring out what you think about things. And you know why? It's because you're 18. I'm 18. You're 18. You have so much time to figure it out. I don't think that's a reason that your eight-year-old self wouldn't be proud of you. (laughs) True. I take back my statement. I think she'd be proud. 
Good. Basically, I support Loka so much that I make her change her mind about every single opinion she has. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I say you're actually wrong, and here's why. <laughs> yeah, but those thoughts, those are our thoughts on that. I hope you guys liked today's episode. Same. I hope you thought it was better than last week's. Yeah, if you listened to last week. We kind of this is kind of the path we want to take less of like telling stories about we like for the, I guess that was kind of a good format for like the beginning few episodes but from now on we kind of want to talk more in depth about like ideas things. actual things yeah yeah and not just like telling stories about our life and what we learned stories can be fun but they can be fun and they can be beneficial this, we want this to be so much more than just about us it is yeah. our personal experience with it, but I don't know. I think that there's something really special in our conversations that are just about life, and that was the majority of what we wanted to do. So we are making really good headway, and I think that this is the direction that we're going, and I hope that you're excited about it. Yeah. Um, uh, we always do this every time. <laughs> we always say it at the same time. Because we don't know how to end it. We don't know what to do. Speaking of music. <laughs> Loka, what is your song? Oh, of the- you go first. I went first last week. Oh, what's your song of the week? Oh, wait. I'm going to keep up our song of the week from last week on Instagram. Because okay. I liked them. Let's say what our song of the weeks were last week, and then we'll do this week. Do I remember what our song is? I'm looking oh, at it right now. Gonna, oh, sure. It was Vienna. <laughs> that was mine. Yeah. My song of the week last <laughs> My song of the week last week was Vienna by Billy Joel. My song of the week this week or last week was uh Only a Matter of Time by Joshua Bassett. So good. Oh god. And we get to see it live. <laughs> My song of the, week- song of the week this week is an ego thing by lizzie mcalpine so true i was jamming out to that in this in the car and then this whole conversation and all i learned about myself is that i'm the most stubborn person to ever walk the face of the planet there's i make it sound like there's more there's not more period i am the most stubborn person to walk the face of the planet nice thanks um my song of the week it's a tie i'm trying to choose between two girl it's you who's editing these instagram posts so okay i'll go with okay my song of the week this week is strawberry wine by noah kahan so good yeah that that album's just been hitting a lot whole album has been hitting so hard i love that we do an episode on that yes okay you know, Strawberry Wine, Noah Kahan. I'm proud to say that I showed you that album. Proud. Yeah. Well, I showed you Stick Season. True. I didn't know his album came out. I was like, what? I didn't even know what an album. I had already listened to a couple of his songs off his first EP. So it was I actually had... really funny. We were on our way to um, Raleigh, right? We were on yeah. our way to Raleigh, and I was like, Persia, I'm going to play you a song. And I played her Stick Season. And she was like, is this Noah Kahan? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, I need to show you songs. It was like a moment where we didn't really realize, but we both – Persia was – I had only known one song from him. Persia had a few. So I'll give her the credit there. But it was, like, it was this, like, moment where we were like, oh, shoot, we both like this person. Which is really surprising because most of my music is music that Loka impressed on me that I never even had yeah, known usually, about. Before. Usually it's like an, it, usually it's like one of us introducing each other to the person, but this was like one of the few moments where it was like we both knew of, and I didn't even know he had an album coming. And then Persian texted me one day. She was like, "Stick season album," and I was like, <laughs> "What?" That awkward moment when we're both iconic. So, anyways, we look right there. It says from Persia. Wow. And it won't go I away. I don't have a muscle in my contact. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm not strong. Well, physically. Anyways, I'm tangenting. It's that's not a word. Tangenting. What's the verb of that? Tangenting. Tangenting. Oh my god, why does that keep playing? <laughs> I think it's time. To, I think I think it's time to wrap it up, guys. Um, if you want to keep up with us, find out more about us. Um, we are at Wanna Talk About It Pod on Instagram uh tomorrow today tomorrow today when you're hearing this it will be loka's birthday so i want you to flood our dms all the millions of you that are listening to this wishing loka happy birthday because you love her and you care about her and she's trying to find people that care so i no, i'm trying to find what the verb of tangent is okay she's also trying to find people who care so go flood her dms um tangent verb form we Love you guys. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find this. Oh, tangential. That's a fun word. That means t- Persia is very tangential. I am very tangential. <laughs> What's the verb? Is there not a verb? I guess tangenting. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. Drink water, stay hydrated, sleep well, and care. find people who care. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. That sounded so mellow.